What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an incredible start to your Monday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, plus all the latest and best content when it comes to coverage of the Braves in the postseason at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. If you're wanting daily content when it comes to coverage of the Braves in the postseason, this is your one-stop shop. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button, and you'll get get an alert when the content is available for you to enjoy. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the good thing is, is that game day has arrived once again. And I think that's music to the ears of many when it comes to Braves fans, the franchise, the front office, the coaching staff, the players, what have you. Anybody associated with the Braves, I can imagine, is ready to get back going. They're ready for a chance to bounce back from what occurred on Saturday night. And Saturday night was unfortunate. Whether you want to, you know, uh, attribute it to bad execution and, and a bit of bad luck, which I think, you know, from the Braves' perspective, both those things certainly played a role. But you also have to give all the credit in the world to the Phillies. They had a pitching strategy in place that they uh, executed, and it worked nearly to perfection. Obviously, it got the desired result, and the Phillies going up one to nothing in the NLDS. But as we've mentioned plenty of times, the Braves have been here before. Though last year they did get eliminated in the playoffs, they were able to bounce back in Game 2 last season. So this is not unfamiliar territory. The Braves know what it takes to, after not succeeding in Game 1, they know what it takes to bounce back in Game 2 because just last year they were able to bounce back in Game 2 and get a win against Zach Wheeler, which happens to be the pitcher that they'll face later on tonight. And of course, the Braves also used Sunday to not necessarily reflect on what occurred on Saturday. It seemed as if the overall mentality of the team was just putting Saturday in the past. It happened. It was unfortunate. They now know that they really have no choice. There's no margin for error. They've got to bounce back and bounce back quickly to really be able to get some of the momentum back in this series. And it seems like that's exactly what this team is ready to do. But before we get into the Game 2 matchup, I when I say that this Braves team finds itself in familiar territory, I'm not just talking about last year. When you go back and you really look at how this franchise has started its playoff journeys during the Division Series era of Major League Baseball, it is astonishing just how much The trends for the Braves in Game 1 of the NLDS and the trends for the Braves in Game 2 of the NLDS have been different. 
What I mean by that is this, is that we're now, my calculations are correct, we're now in the 29th season of when the division, of when the MLB playoffs expanded to include a division series. In 19 of those 29 years now, the Braves have made the playoffs. So that means that they've played in 19 different division series. In those 19 game ones, the Braves have played in 19 NLDS game ones. The Braves are 6-13 and 13 in those game ones. I mentioned on, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, I mentioned on, on Twitter the other day, they're 6-13 and 13 overall, 2-13 two and, two and 13 in their last 15 NLDS game one scenarios, 1-11, as Brad Roller mentioned on the uh, Battery Power podcast um, after Saturday night's game, and they've not won a game one of the NLDS at home since 1998. The only two times that the Braves have won game one of the NLDS over the past 25 years have actually been at Minute Maid Ballpark. They won it on the road at Houston when Houston was still a part of the National League in 2001, and they won the first game of the NLDS during the COVID playoffs at Minute Maid Park against the Marlins in 2020. Beyond that, the Braves have had very little success in the NLDS. But a trend that we have constantly talked about with this Braves team, especially over this stretch of time, over this current version of the Braves that's continued to win at an even more impressive level since 2018, they always seem to bounce back quickly when they experience an unexpected negative performance. And that's exactly what they've also done in the NLDS. We talk about 6-13 and 13 all time in Game 1 scenarios of the NLDS, well, it's a complete 180 when it comes to Game 2. The Braves are 16-2 and two in the 18 previous times they have played in Game 2 of the NLDS. That includes being 11-1 since 2001 in Game 2s of the NLDS, and overall, they're 11-0 at home. So when we talk about the Braves have plenty of experience of struggling in their opening playoff game, but then immediately bouncing back. We're not just talking about last year. We're talking about the fact that this franchise has consistently bounced back from that opening game loss to be able to take game two. Now, it doesn't always work out, obviously, to where that leads to series wins, but for this team this year, with as good as their offense is, and I will, I will say with confidence, I feel the Braves are the better team in this NLDS. Despite all the different breakdowns of how tough the road ahead is going to be for Atlanta, if they can at least get game two, it obviously is going to make things a bit easier. And it's also going to remind this team and give them the confidence again, not that they're lacking confidence, but it's going to give them the reminder at the very least of just what they're capable of and how they can get the job done. Because a few players on Sunday talked about it. They talked about the fact that it appeared as if the team may have been a bit over-anxious on Saturday. They were trying to make things happen, but they weren't their usual selves, being cool, calm, and collected at the plate, and knowing that opportunities will come their way to be productive. It was more trying to force things than really waiting for opportunities to come to them and take advantage of it. This team is ready to get back to slowing the game down, going at bat by at bat, and trusting in their talent level to get the job done. Because at this point in time, 
as has been stated throughout the, the, the time over the past week when we were waiting for the playoffs to start for the Braves, the Braves are clearly the best team in baseball coming into the playoffs. In my opinion, they're one of the better teams that we've seen in recent baseball history. Now they have no choice but to play like it. But again, as history suggests, they've typically been able to do just that and be able to get game two in the NLDS. But of course, we could talk about what history suggests. We could talk about different trends when it comes to previous playoffs. What matters now is how exactly the Braves are going to get the job done. And standing in the way of them doing that is a very formidable pitcher in Zach Wheeler, but also a very familiar one. And for a team and lineup as talented as the Braves, familiarity can be a key area of advantage in Game two of the NLDS. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So when we talk about storylines for Game 2... It's definitely about the Braves bouncing back. It's about the Braves looking like them normal selves. Can the Phillies, with their ace on the mound, really put Atlanta in a very hard spot by potentially going up 2-0 in this series? And of course, when we break down the offenses, not much has changed between Game 1 and Game 2. This is two of the best offenses in baseball. And even though the Braves didn't look like it, coming into the playoffs, these this was two of the best performing offenses in the latter half of the year, or in the latter part of the year. So both teams are really looking to, you know, have a better offensive output that they did on Saturday. Though the Phillies did win, you know, for two teams that rely so much on power, it was not really on display on Saturday. Yes, Bryce Harper did hit a home run, but neither team really got going power-wise like they're used to doing. But when we talk about the different storylines for Game 2, to me, nothing matters more, nothing is more significant than the starting pitching matchup. For the Braves, it's one of their aces in Max Reed, and for the Phillies, it's one of their aces in Zach Wheeler. And the thing that stands out about 
both Freed facing the Phillies and Wheeler facing the Braves is this. Both pitchers and both of these lineups are highly familiar with each other. If we look back to 2018, when this current version of the Braves started to have their success, very few pitchers have faced the Phillies more than Max Fried has, and very few pitchers have faced the Braves more than Zach Wheeler has. And for Max Fried facing off against the Phillies, he hasn't been just consistently overpowering powering against the Phillies. He's 4-4 four and four since, to, since the start of 2018 against the Phillies. But one thing that you can say with confidence and that the Braves are hoping to see Max Reed do on Wednesday or on Monday night is he consistently puts this Braves team in a position to win. As a matter of fact, through over nine starts against the Phillies during the regular season since the start of the 2020 season, over, over his last nine starts against the Phillies, there's only been one time that Max Fried has allowed more than three earned runs in a start. So in terms of hoping for a quality start or hoping maybe for five innings, you know, over his past few starts, he's only given up one run over five innings. If the Braves hope is that Max Fried can go five or six innings and give them a quality start type performance, more than anything, he can go five or six innings and clearly do his job of keeping the Braves in the game. You have to feel confident that he's going to be able to do that on Monday. And that's all the Braves can ask from their starting pitching. That's exactly what Spencer Strider did on Saturday. So once again, the Braves have to feel confident that their, their side of the starting pitching matchup is going to be able to get the job done. But on the flip side, and perhaps what's going to be more in focus for many who are going to be watching this game is how exactly this Braves offense is going to try to bounce back against a very formidable foe in Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler is right up there right now with any playoff arm that you can think of. He looked dominant in his first start of the playoffs against the Marlins in the wild card round. But also has been noted, there is a bit of a difference between the Braves lineup and the one that the Marlins put out there during the wild card round. During that game against the Marlins, Zach Wheeler was working the bottom of the zone. He was able to get ahead in the count, then was able to make the Marlins either, you know, force weak contact or swing and miss at his breaking stuff outside of the strike zone. That's kind of the way that Zach Wheeler has his success. He gets ahead in the count, works the bottom of the zone, and then we use his breaking stuff outside of the zone in order to get batters to chase to either get a lot of consistent weak contact, contact or obviously get strikeouts as well. And make no mistake about it, even if there is a difference between this Braves lineup and what Zach Wheeler faced against the Marlins last week, Zach Wheeler has had plenty of success against this Braves lineup. When I say that you know few pitchers have faced the Braves more than Zach Wheeler, it's not just the quantity of innings, but it's the quality of innings as well. If you were to make an argument of which pitcher has been the best against the Braves since 2018, when again this current stretch of winning started for the Braves, I would say only Jacob deGrom, when healthy, has looked more consistently, not necessarily dominant, but has had more consistent elite results against the Braves than Zach Wheeler. I would say those are the two pitchers. Sandy, Sandy Alcantara is up there. Aaron Nolan is up there. But I would say that both Zach Wheeler and, and Jacob deGrom have been the two best pitchers against the Braves out of all the pitchers in Major League Baseball over the past several years. In fact, over 18 starts, 
since the start of 2018 against the Braves, Zach Wheeler has a 3.15 ERA. So it's going to be a very tough matchup. It's going to be very tough for the Braves to be able to really see, you know, their offense have a stellar performance that they're hoping to have to win game two. But it's not impossible. And recent trends when the Braves have faced Wheeler show that the familiarity that the Braves have with Wheeler, it's starting to work to their advantage when it comes to producing results. Consider this. Again, Zach Wheeler has started against the Braves 18 times in the regular season since the beginning of the 2018 season. In those 18 starts, Zach Wheeler has given up 14 home runs to the Braves. But seven of those home runs happened between 2018 and 2021 across 13 starts. In 13 starts against the Braves between 2018 and 2021, Zach Wheeler gave up seven home runs in 13 starts. Over the past two years, the Braves have hit seven home runs once again, but it only took them five starts. It only took them five matchups against Zach Wheeler to hit those home runs. So in other words, over the past few seasons, the Braves are hitting home runs against Zach Wheeler at more than double the rate that they did in the previous four seasons. That's the result of the Braves lineup becoming more talented as time went on, but also them making adjustments at the plate when it comes to the familiarity that they gained with Wheeler. Again, seven home runs against Wheeler over the past five times the Braves have seen him in the regular season. Now, that doesn't mean that Wheeler has struggled in all those starts. You go back to he faced the Braves, for instance, three times this regular season. He was dominant at the end of May. But this Braves team was not where it is offensively right now at the end of May. This Braves offense really started to take off in June. But he faced the Braves two other times in September, both on September 12th as well as September 18th, just a few weeks ago. That September 18th start, he was phenomenal once again against Atlanta. But in that September 12th start, that start against the Braves, in which he actually faced off against Max Reed, all time Max Reed and Zach Wheeler have faced each other four times. They're three and one. Max Reed is three and one in those starts against Zach Wheeler. Not in terms of pitcher decision, but the Braves have won three out of those four games. But when it comes to Zach Wheeler facing the Braves, those September starts really kind of tell the story of how the Braves have once again improved their approach against Wheeler because he gave up four home runs across those two starts in September. Three in that September 12th start in which the Braves, you know, hit three home runs off Wheeler. It was only the third time in Wheeler's career that he had given up three home runs in a start. But Ronald Acuna Jr., Marcel Azuna, and Matt Olson all were able to take Wheeler deep in that in that game. And then on September 18th, Ozzie Albies was able to take Wheeler deep as well. And the way that the Braves are doing it is they know that Wheeler is going to try to establish getting ahead in the count. So that means that a lot of times facing Zach Wheeler, the most hittable pitches that he's going to throw are typically going to be early in the count, and that's where the Braves have had some success. All four of those home runs came on the fourth on the fourth pitch or an earlier pitch in the sequence. So the Braves know that they will have opportunities to potentially drive the baseball early in the count against Zach Wheeler. 
Another indication that the Braves' approach against Wheeler is a bit better than it was in the past is the fact that they're not striking out as much as they did in previous matchups. Yes, the Braves struck out 12 times in May of 2023, but when you go back to last year's playoff matchup and you go to the two September starts this regular season, the Braves have struck out five or less times in those games. They also have drawn five walks over those two starts in September. So the Braves' overall approach of being able to not necessarily consistently chase the breaking stuff out of the zone that we've seen so many other teams do against Wheeler, that's something else that can play into their favor. So the ability for the Braves to drive the baseball against Wheeler, the ability for the Braves to be disciplined at the plate and kind of get an opportunity to where they can put the ball in play, they're much more equipped now to do that against Wheeler than they were in the past. And that leads to the biggest factor of all. The biggest reason why you should have confidence above, you know, the history of the Braves franchise of bouncing back in game twos, above their overall approach against Zach Wheeler being better than it has been in the past. This Braves team has faced Wheeler both in Philadelphia and Atlanta. They've faced Wheeler multiple times in meaningful games over the past basic year. Last year's playoffs, it was this exact scenario, and the end result was the Braves finally breaking through against Wheeler, and basically the Braves won last year's Game 2 in a very familiar fashion that the Phillies won this year's Game 1. But that September 12th start, the Braves used their power to be able to beat Wheeler in a meaningful game. This Braves team knows they can get the job done against Zach Wheeler, and they know that they can do it when a lot is on the line. In a situation where they know that they don't have any margin for error, where it's basically a must-win situation, this Braves team has multiple reference points that they can get the job done against Zach Wheeler. But it's going to take them playing to the level of the best team in baseball to do exactly that. I have confidence they'll be able to do it. They really have no choice but to do it. But it's good to know that these successful um, opportunities that the Braves have had against Wheeler are not just some fluke. It's the best lineup in baseball using the familiarity that it has with, the, with its opponent to its advantage. And if the Braves can do that once again, if they can find a few opportunities to drive the baseball, if they can find the opportunities to slow down at the plate, take it one at bat at a time, and get the job done, that's what's going to be really encouraging, and that's what should put them in the position to win. Because when you look at the Braves' success against Wheeler, it's been the Braves' best being at their best. Both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson have a 1,000 OPS against Wheeler this season at the plate. Travis Darno has over a 1,000 OPS against Wheeler in his career. I would imagine whether the Braves go back to their old lineup or they use some similar variation to the lineup that they used in Game 1. They need to stack Acuna Jr., Albies, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Michael Harris, and Travis Darno. They need to stack those seven players in some variation in the lineup and have confidence that that lineup is going to have success against Wheeler. And then if Max Reed can be at his normal self on the mound, the Braves should like their chances once this gets into the late game, and hopefully the result will be the opposite of, was, of what it was on Saturday. 
Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Both Scott Coleman and Brad Rowland will be back with you later on tonight after Game 2. Hopefully, the vibes, the tone, and the overall um, excitement of the playoffs will be at a much more positive tone if the Braves can once again, if they can repeat history, if they can once again bounce back in game two and get this series tied as the scene will shift to Philadelphia later on this week. Again, you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, and you'll get the latest content when it's available when it comes to playoff coverage from the Battery Power Podcast Network. Also, can find us at BatteryPower.com and at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. Until next time, let's have confidence, let's have fun, let's get the job done. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts.